now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose, hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 240 of the Department of Defense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me as always is Carlo. Also known as the not Casey. Uh, well, Carlos, I don't think people know you as the not me. You're not the anti-me. I hate to break that to you, man. But are you saying that I... Casey, I'm not you, though. Well, right? yes, you are not me, but that doesn't mean you're the anti-me. I didn't say I was the anti-Casey. No, Carlos, I was giving you... Yeah, no, you said you're the not Casey, which yeah. implies you're the exact opposite of me. No, anti-Casey would mean the exact opposite. Yeah, no, that's what you said. Not that's Casey what I means heard. the I, person who's not I Casey. I heard that you were the anti-Casey, and we all know that's bullshit. I never said I was, Casey. Yeah, that's what you said. That's what that's, you said. That, yeah, Listeners, that is, let's roll the tape. This is what I said, Casey. <laughs> I did say it wasn't you. You said you were the anti-me. That's what I heard. That, those were those Carlos, are words that you said, Carlos, Casey. you recorded two entire shows while I was gone, and you tried to usurp my power, and now you're trying to back out of it and into my good graces. That's not going to happen, you usurper. Not the anti-Casey. Oh, I'm sorry. What are you then? Just the worst? That's not true, Carlos. I love you, man. You're a good guy. I just said I was the not Casey. Well, Carlos, I don't know what that means. Really don't know what that means. What does that mean? It just means that I'm not you. It's, as I said, Is that like really all that times? means? Well, yeah. God damn it, Carlos. I, w- I don't listen when you talk. You should know that by now. All right, before we get too deep here, I want to give a shout out to our patrons. If you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. Um, also, if you're doing any Amazon shopping, head over to uh, blindnessstudios.com, click the Amazon link above our homepage, do your Amazon shopping as normal, uh, and then once you've done that, or like, so yeah, once you click on the thing and you do your Amazon shopping, we get a kickback from Amazon, really helps us out. Um, I mean, it helps us keep the lights on down here, helps keep us in beer, uh, helps us out with all of our shows, so please really uh, do that. And with all of that stuff out of the way... Carlos, man, what have you been up to for the last week? Um, I I do want to, I know all of our listeners have been thinking about this since our discussion topic, or since our discussion last week when I got back. Um, Yes, Carlos has remembered to wear at least a towel for when moving from the bathroom to back to his bedroom. Or of course uh, I do. I I, it, I mean, I understand we, we, were all, we, were all, we were all very worried about that because he spent a month not having to do that. Uh, but yeah, no. So he he has at least as far as I've I've noticed, which is all I really care about. That's the only part that mattered. Really. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No. Like, of course. All right. So yeah, what have you been up to, man? Not too much, really. Uh, started playing the new uh, vampire game called Vampire with a Y in there. Wait, I mean, are you saying that the new vampire game is called Vampire? Yeah. And it's about vampires. Yes. But it's spelled with a Y. Yes. And a Z at the end. No, there's there's no Z. <laughs> there's no Z, I'm afraid. Well, then it's not cool. I know. It's not cool unless there's a Z at the end. You could probably put one at the beginning. No, Carlos, it starts with a V, dumbass. Yeah, but a Z and a V. People won't even know it's a vampire Just anymore. because they rhyme doesn't mean you can. they're interchangeable. Not interchangeable. Put them next to each other. You, you don't put a Z next to a V. 
you could put, a, I guess, a vowel between them if you want to, but I don't know why you would. No, but why would what, you can't put a Z next to a V? Name one word that has that. I, name one. Name one. Come on, Carlos. Z name and one. a V, huh? Yeah, right next to each other. Right next. <laughs> well, I mean, right just because it hasn't been done doesn't mean it's not a good idea. Casey. It means it's a terrible fucking idea. What value would you put? What value would you put between the two? I wouldn't. I would never need to do that. Then why did Carlos, you suggest that it's an option? Because you're the one who suggested it was an option. Then just don't go with the vowel, Carlos. You're the one who said we could just put a z at the beginning. Yeah, and you wanted a vowel there, and I said no. no. I never wanted a vowel there. I said you couldn't do it, and then you're like, well, we could put a vowel there. But I said that was a bad idea, Casey. <laughs> and I don't know why you would think to put a vowel vowel there. God damn it, Carlos! You're the one who came up with a bad idea, and I put it as your your idea. That's what I did. Yeah, but Carlos, we literally have proof that I did not come up with this idea. That's what you don't understand. I'm not going to listen to like, the show again. Stop, stop, I don't know what we are talking about. Stop Donald Trumping this <laughs> and <laughs> own up to your shit. Like the records show, though, that uh, I could have put a Z and a V before the V and Vampire, but Casey wanted to put a vowel there. Let the record show that Carlos is a fucking moron. The record has a lot of stuff on it now. <laughs> <laughs> the record has shown. There's a lot of stuff on the record, but right, both of it's anyway, on the record. Back to this fucking game. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's all right. It's kind of interesting, like mixing uh, the story stuff. Uh, you get experience by drinking people's blood, like uh, people who have like who matter in the game at least, because all those vampire hunters are worth like five experience. But if you drain like the town drunk, uh, you can get like a thousand experience and a good buzz. But you have to. Uh, you have to like talk to like get stuff. The more you know about him, and, like the more secret stuff you learn about him, the more his blood is worth to you. Oh, that sounds nice. So like if you like learn all about him and like find out that oh yeah, this guy like planted a bomb like a decade ago, and he's like all racked up over the people who got g- killed in it. Well, now I can get more stuff by drinking his blood. And it's kind of like that. Like it's kind of a toss up. Do you drink innocent people's blood? Well, well, just like the civilians' bloods. Because there's there's a guy who, like, I was really tempted to drink their blood. I decided not to. He's Why'd a, you decide not to? That I don't understand. Because I hadn't Why done would it you ever not to drink their it's blood? It's like, I'm going to see if I can keep going without drinking people's blood. But Carlos, that doesn't sound like I was a complete asshole. I got him his knife, and he, like, kind of threatened to stab me with his knife. Well, I mean, then you have to stab him with your teeth knives. I thought about it. Because he was like the... Uh, you told me that you did. Well, no, I thought about stabbing him with my teeth. Knives. But I thought you drained him. No. no you I did you not. said you drained the town drunk. No, you could. I was, that was an example. Like, you could train, drain the town drunk for a thousand. Some people are worth a lot more than a thousand. Some are like, can be up to like five thousand. I heard that like, the more friendly you are with people and the more they care about you, the more they're worth. Yeah. That like, helps you unlock as you learn so more about So you're saying them. it's a game for sociopaths. Yeah. If you're really, oh, you just helped them with all their problems, and they're going to finally tell their kid that they love them, then you murder them. And their child. Yeah. <laughs> That's double the experience points. Or you could just wander around eating rats and just killing people for five experience a pop. Well, that sounds terrible, Carlos, when I could become friends with somebody and then murder them when they're at the most vulnerable and trust me completely. I don't know. It's pretty rough, like, because, like, that means, like, since I haven't, like, actually killed people that matter... Uh, like I'm pretty low on levels, so like I have a scythe though, a giant scythe that lets me parry attacks. Okay. So then when people like the all the giant monsters that can like two shot me, I can parry them, and then after parrying them, drink their blood, 
and just repeat till they're dead. Oh, okay. But that doesn't give you experience points. It gives me like five. Okay. So you need to murder your friends in order to get experience points. Honestly, upgrading your weapons is the other way around. It sucks, though, because I have this, like, blood spirit javelin that I can th- form and throw for, like, long distances. Pierces through people. But, like, now that I'm, like, in higher-level areas, it doesn't do a lot of damage. I can't level it up because they don't have the experience. Until you murder your friends. You have to murder my friends. Yeah. Or the assholes. Who are probably your friends. <laughs> if real life is any indication. If real life is anything to go by. <laughs> I don't know. It's fun. Like the first time I played it, like I like started playing it at like nine o'clock at night. It's like, all right, I'll try. I'll play this game a little bit. And then like I played it all night and it's like, oh, it's uh, seven o'clock in the morning. The sun's out. It kind of hurts me. I Wait go a to second. Sleep. Have you turned into a vampire? I'm sorry. A zampire. Zvampire. Zvampire. Yeah. That's fucking stupid. That's it f- doesn't work. It doesn't work, and it doesn't even sound cool. You barely tried. You, it could work. It'll no, catch on. No, it doesn't even sound cool. It's a vampire. It's a vamp- no, no. It sounds way cooler if it's vampires with a Z at the end. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, huh? Because that's cool. As soon as you put a Z at the end of the thing, it's cool. Like socks with an S at the end? Stupid. Socks with a Z at the end? I bet those are some funky, cool socks. But they're in cool colors. But they have polka dots or weird, weird blobs on them. I bet, they're, I bet the, they're orange and green. I bet they're from the 90s. Well, yeah, everything from the 90s is cool. You everything from the 90s has a Z at the end. Yeah, that's what made it cool. Pogs, Z at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Capri Suns, Z at the end. Yeah. That's how you pluralize that shit. That's the way I remember it. Yeah, and it turned you into the liquid metal man from T2. If only it did. <laughs> That's what they promised in the That's commercials. A, <laughs> a liquid metal man that can also fly. And surf on more liquid metal people. But no, commercials lied to us, Casey, as a kids. You know what commercial never lied to me? Dunkaroos. They were always as advertised and awesome. Dunkaroos? Yeah. You remember Dunkaroos, right? So is that that the koala thing? Well, so Dunkaroos where it was the graham crackers with the frosting. You know how you get like the little cheese cup and the crack and like the club crackers with the little stick that you spread on. Yeah. The, yeah. So this was like that, except it was frosting and graham crackers. Oh, no, it's way better. Dunkaroos no. were the shit. No, I uh, never had that one. What, did your mom hate you? No, like we just had like regular frosted animal crackers. Well, yeah, no, we had those too, but Dunkaroos, dude. Like you get dump, dunk, and they also came with chocolate. You get chocolate Dunkaroos. I don't know. Like it doesn't seem that great. Uh, they were pretty amazing. So you're wrong. And I could be wrong things. on this. I'll accept that. I'm fine with being wrong on <laughs> you're this. You're also wrong on the Z before the V. And I'm saying you don't put it after because that's stupid. That makes it cool, though. Yours is dumb. That doesn't make any sense, Casey. There's still a Z at either at one side of the word. It's basically the same thing. I, I don't know. So we've lost our one viewer because <laughs> all we've been doing is arguing about stupid grammar for the first 20 minutes of this show. And graham crackers. Well, I mean, graham crackers we're not really arguing about. Yeah. We can all agree that graham crackers are dope. Especially when you have frosting to dunk, dunk them in. 
I don't know, like I'd rather have like a tin of frosting and some graham crackers. Well, obviously, but when you're a child, your mom's not going to give you a tin of frosting. Of course not. <laughs> Did your mom give you a tin of frosting, Carlos? Well, uh, we had the tin of frosting and we had graham crackers. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the same thing, right? No, no. Because you just got unbridled access to a tin of frosting. Yeah, my brother uh, had that a lot. Graham crackers and frosting. Well, not like on a weekly basis or anything like that, but every time there'd be frosting and graham crackers, they'd disappear. But, like, I mean... Uh, what, uh, yeah. I don't know. I know. I should have had some frosting graham crackers. He can't have them all. That's not fair. Yeah, that's where I was going with this. Yeah. Was the sibling I'm rivalry. I'm glad you're on my side for this. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm just saying Dunkaroos are single serving. There's no fighting over it because everyone gets their own Dunkaroo. And then you get graham crackers and frosting and a reasonable amount of graham cracker and frosting. You know, speaking of things I used to have uh, as a kid, I used to have a shit ton of soda as a kid. Because like uh, parents go, go grocery shopping, get like a 12 pack of Mountain Dew. Well, this is like when I'm a teenager. And I would just go through that. And, you know, that was like when I was like, all right, oh, this is uh, this isn't cold. I'll still drink it. You warm soda. Yeah, but I needed I guess I really needed that caffeine and sugar. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I had to buy my own soda like when I hit a certain age because we just never had any soda in the house. Well, then, like when I did start buying my own soda, that was like one of the reasons why I was warm was because it'd just be in my room, my 12 pack or two. Or whatever the sale was. Or really. 24 packs, or 2 liters, yeah. or... Well, never 2 liters, because the fizz goes way too quick. Yeah, That's why damn I fizz. I wish we could figure out what that thing, what, what, what the technical term for fizz was. Bubbly air. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> That's a technical All term? All right, Carlos, have you been up to anything else this week? No, no, that was, that was the case. <laughs> uh, oh, we uh, went to uh, Swing Bridge on Thursday. We did. Had yeah, some beers was, there. That was a good time. Had a giant pretzel. That was that was fast. I like, did not I mean, have any giant pretzels. I ordered my jo- giant pretzel, and like two minutes later, it's like, oh, my God, it's already here. Yeah. I already forgot I ordered this. Yeah. No, yeah, we had some good beers there. That yeah. was a, that was good. They had the, I uh, drank a lot of the downtown Julia Brown, which is their English brown, uh, brown ale, and that was real good. Yeah, Pete and Kelsey joined us. Yep. And Pete's brother? No, Pete's uh, friend Dan. I don't know. They look kind of the same. They could be been brothers. I don't know. I know Pete has a brother. Pete has multiple brothers. Yeah. I had like a good Dan is none of them. <laughs> I don't know then. I just know he's the ham guy. Yes, he's Dan the ham man. Yeah. Ham man Dan. That's all I know about him, really. Yeah. Uh yeah, so yeah, no, Swing Bridge is good. Uh swung by Hoff and Barrel. We've been kinda doing the uh the return tour. Like stopping back at all the breweries, saying hi to everybody. Yeah, but like I've been gone for a month. What has changed? Apparently, everything, everything has changed. Well, I mean, Stone but, Tap closing down is a surprise. Well, yeah. So Stone Tap closed down. Oh, that was last week. Um, so that was technically after I got back. So they actually already closed down. They're not closing. They're already closed. They're closed. Yeah, oh. they shuttered their doors like last Wednesday. Um, but yeah, no, like uh, Hop and Barrel is expanding. They've they like they brought on another or another brewer. Uh, like they got full time salespeople. Like they're selling more beer than they can make. It's crazy. Like they're all over the place. They're doing a bunch of like crazy stuff. 
They uh, actually have a pretty good location, except yeah. for the parking situation. Well, no, the parking situation is fine. You just as park across you, the street. Yeah, where they have signs up saying everywhere, like, we will tow you if you're not here for this <laughs> other place. I'm not worried about that. They have to prove it. I'll be worried about it when it happens to me. Right? That's when I'll be worried about it. <laughs> but, yeah, no, like, it's just, it's just, it's really cool. Like, you know, you leave for a month and all these things change. You realize that the entire world doesn't resol- revolve around you, which... I'm still pretty sure it does. It doesn't revolve around me? No, Carlos, it revolves around me. Now that's news to me, Casey. <laughs> you know, know, Casey, you're gone for a month and I find you come back and I find out it doesn't revolve around me. What yeah. the hell? Carlos, I mean, I don't know how you didn't realize that sooner. Like, you're down in this basement every Sunday because I'm like, Carlos, we need to be down in this basement every Sunday. And when you're not down here, like we're here, I'm down here every other Sunday. Exactly. You're still down here a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. No, really revolves around me. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, so other than that, yeah, man, did some did some drinking. I uh, just kind of got used to being back in the back in the states again. Um, did some brewing today. I was I was real dumb. I so for those of you who have been listening to Homebrew Bound, I uh, like you know that I've been doing this eighty style challenge where I'm brewing eighty different beers in eighty weeks. And so I was playing a little bit of like like catch up or whatever from when I left. So I bought ingredients for two beers and the ingredients that I bought were, it turns out, were for the beers that I brewed right before I left. So, yeah, I rebrewed the same beers that I've already brewed. So that was neat. Uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> so we got some more British British beer coming down the pipeline. So I'm not too mad about it. Because I really like uh, some English ales. All right. Um, other than that, I haven't really been up to much. I hit uh, Juniors today, which is a local uh, local craft beer bar um, for the first time in a while. Pretty good. Good tap selection. Yeah, I like the tap selection. The food took a while. Not uh, really. I'm sorry it didn't show up immediately after you ordered it, Carlos. They had to cook it. And honestly, the burger selection wasn't as good as Main Streeter, but it had a better beer selection than Main Streeter, that was for sure. I don't know. I thought the food quality was better than Main Streeter. Oh, I like the the burger was good. Like, uh, I just kind of wish it had, I could have gotten like the the Western burger. Or, like, okay, Carlos, you basically, like, all you did was get a hamburger and then, like, cover it in mustard. Yeah, after I got the ketchup to work, is that, like, a, it was all the way full. And so, like, I shake it a lot, and it's like, oh, it's still runny. Shake it a lot, still fucking runny. Yeah, this is just the worst. This sounds like a personal problem and not a restaurant problem. <laughs> no, I solved it by getting ketchup on there, eventually. I can't figure out how the ketchup works. Ah. The French fries wasn't, I definitely wasn't a fan of French fries. They're a little thin. Oh, okay. And floppy. All right. I, to, I started using my fork to eat the French fries just because, like, otherwise I was getting mustard all over my fingers. <laughs> Alright, well, should we, like, actually talk about a beer, or should we just keep bitching about local places? Well, that's the thing. You're you're unhappy with, and I'm... You see, that's the thing. I'm trying to finish my beer so I can move on. Well, I am, too. That's why I was hoping you were ready. (laughs) I mean, we're 20 minutes in, but, like, there's too much talk, and I'm trying to drink here, guys. Well, Carlos, stop talking so much on this podcast that's an audio medium. I don't understand why you're talking so much. All right, there you go. You got this. All right. right. So um, what we're going to be tasting here while Carlos is pouring his and getting ready, uh, we are tasting Taz IPA from New Holland Brewing Company. Uh, Should be available, I think, pretty much nationwide and 
Uh, I don't think it makes it across the pond for any of our international listeners. Sorry about that. No, we have a uh, a decent uh, like Australian uh, listenership, and yeah, guys. I mean, we we took all of your guys's hops and we put them in this. So sorry. Uh, so basically, it's a Galaxy IPA. Uh, what does uh, that mean, Galaxy? So it uses uh, Galaxy hops. Um, so the hops in this are actually Galaxy Mosaic Nelson Savan. And Nugget. So, besides Nugget, like all like the big hops from the last couple of years, uh, it comes in at six percent ABV. Uh, the grain or the grist in this consists of two row Munich Carapils and wheat. Now, is it IPA is that or IPA Taz? It's Taz IPA. But because like the T is on the right side and the Z is on the left. What? No, the T is on the left side. Rotate the can. I'm not going to turn it upside down because it's still liquid, and I don't want. No, no, no. Rotate the can counterclockwise or clockwise. Oh, I see that <laughs> they flipped it. <laughs> so, Casey, what is the? So, is it a? Is it a Taz API? What's this? No, Carla. AD, that's a D. I'm sorry, Carla. You're right, no. Casey. <laughs> it's a Taz eighty. All right. No, so they did that because it's using, uh, you know, hap or haps hops from Australia and New Zealand, which is, you know, from the other hemisphere. And so you put the two together. The land down under. Okay. Yeah. Well, inspired and sourced from the wild world down under, Taz IPA is chockers with some of the world's greatest hops. Galaxy Nelson Savan uh, from Australia and New Zealand combined to offer savage bitterness and a touch of fruitiness. Land down under, huh? I was always a bigger fan of Who Could It Be Now from that band. That was a better that was always a better song. <laughs> I was drinking, uh, which is not great for the uh, anyway, uh, for the audio listeners, I just uh, to put this in words, fuck you. <laughs> I didn't think how you were drinking about that. What's the name of that band? Matt would know. Yeah, well Matt's not here. Matt's at Bonnaroo. He'll be back next week. Next week, uh, next week, actually, I think we're going to have a full studio again, which will be nice. Summer's always rough. Uh, everybody's traveling and doing shit, so. Is it men at work? Is it men at work? I think it might be. Oops. I could search who could it be now. Well, I just poured this beer like Carlos would, so. i wait for that to settle down a little bit. Google, uh, yeah, men at work. But why are they at work? I don't know, Casey. So that they can have beer. Oh, that and they're not sense. working. I I approve of that. Why are you at work? Why do you go to work, Casey? Uh, to make money to buy beer. Yeah, and to keep the lights on in this fucking place. Whether your world's right side up or upside down, you still go to the work for the same reason. To buy beer. Yeah. Okay. That was the reason. That was the re- it wasn't any deeper than that. That was as deep as it went. All right, Carlos, what do you think of this beer, man? Hmm. Hmm. Actually, it's pretty good. How uh, is it still pretty fresh? It's not bad. Yeah, I like. I hadn't seen it before. Uh, what's the bottle? Uh, oh, four ten. That's yeah. not bad. Two months. Yeah. I'll take I'll like I'll take two months. I feel like that's still in the, especially since it's. Uh, I'll take from that. Michigan. I, I'll take that more than six months. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like a week is 
best, where where, yeah. I, where I would like it. But and like I think like actually if this was like super fresh, it'd be absolutely fantastic. I think. Oh, but like bad. even with like the two, with like uh the two months, you know, it's still pretty good. I I like it. Well, they're not trying to New England it, so it has a little bit more shelf stability. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. What I mean, what are you tasting it, man? Well, I taste the hops. I I wouldn't be able to like say it was like galaxy hops, but I could definitely taste the hops. But I mean, it's an IPA, so I'd hope I could taste the hops. Right. But uh, besides from that, I don't know. It seems like a just like kind of a regular uh, IPA. Uh, like uh, aroma wise, I get a lot of melon and like uh, mango. I don't know quite what I'm getting. I'm not getting the mango or melon. I'm getting a. Maybe a little tangerine. Actually, I am getting a little bit of that melon. <sighs> Flavor wise, I'm getting a lot of bitterness uh, and then like followed by like tropical fruit. Yeah. Uh, which is what I would expect. It's very Yeah, good. there is actually a lot of uh, uh, tropical fruit aftertaste in like the front end of mm-hmm. your mouth. Well, the back end. Well, actually, it's like the front of my tongue is where I'm getting it. Okay, yeah, but it's the back end of the... Like, but it's the front of my mouth. Bro, it can't be the aftertaste and then be like, man, up front I'm getting a bunch of... <laughs> It'll be what I said, Casey, because the world revolves around me. God damn it, no. <laughs> You're a clown, Carlos. You're a clown. Oh, yeah, but definitely get the the tropical fruits in there. Yeah. The flavor in there. Oh, it's a very good IPA. Uh, uh, kind of surprising from New Holland. Not... Super used to them putting out like a good IPA. Like mostly, I know them, or most people know them from like Dragon's Milk and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like I guess I don't know if I've had any of their other. I'm on their website. I should see like what of their other beers I've had. Haven't but I think it's probably just Dragon's Milk. I've had Dragon's Milk for a long time. The Dragon's Milk variants are really good. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they have like a mint and uh, like like a Mexican chocolate variant and some stuff like that. They're really good. All right. Um, yeah, I don't. I've had Mad Hatter, and then that we had we had we had the tequila that they made with Mad Hatter. Oh, that wasn't great. No, I think we still have some actually. I hope we don't, but we probably do. We do because it was bad. We um, drank a shit ton of it. And like I think there's like a little bit left, but like I don't want to touch it. Yeah, that was that was a rough, uh, a rough show. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think yeah, really, Dragon's Milk is really the only New Holland beer that I've had, and that really surprises me. Well, maybe seasonal brews. No, yeah, nothing on here. Is something I drink. Oh, they have sours. What? Oh, really? Dragon's Milk. Variants. Oh, you know, I like salted caramel bourbon barrel. That one was good, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I like sour, so I'm kind of curious what kind of sours they have, and if they're any good. Dude, yeah, some sours are really good. We got a bunch of sours coming up, homebrew style, uh, pretty quick here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they're all on that, like, I think the youngest one over there is four months. So our... Any of the ones that you have to brew, like yeah, for your eighty brew challenge, or any of them, the ones that are open fermentation. So, well, it's funny you talk about that, and I, I have mentioned this a little bit on Homebrew Bound, but I haven't dug into it yet. I want to build a cool ship for this winter. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, so, uh, like, listening to them in Belgium, they do, uh, they only brew in the winter. All right. Uh, at Cantillon, because that's when they get the yeast they want, like, the right, like, uh, yeast bacteria mix in the air. So, I figure if I brew, like, between, like, October, November, if I do a few brews in there, and I want to build a cool ship to, like, just naturally inoculate the beers... You might have to explain to some of our DO people oh, what a cool ship is. So has. a cool ship, uh, basically, think like a big stainless steel uh, tub. So like it's it's just a big tub where you take the the hot wort and you you put it out there, and then uh, so the normal brewing process for some of our DOO listeners who don't know the brewing process is you make your you make your wort out of the grain, which is the, so wort is the fancy uh, term for basically grain water or grain tea. Um, and then like you add your hops and stuff to that while you're boiling. And then after you cool that down, you add your yeast and then you have beer. So, uh, basically what you do is instead of adding yeast, you put this out into the cool ship and it naturally cools down. And as it does that, like all the bugs in the air get into it. Like, and when I say bugs, I don't mean like flies and stuff. I mean, you put like a screen over your, your bacteria and your, well, if it's that cold, you shouldn't have to. All right. Um, well, I, I was thinking more along the lines of because uh, thinking about like backyard, leaves and shit. That's not what I was worried. I was gonna say either. I was gonna say because uh, the uh, they have uh, the neighbors have been feeding deer. Oh, those assholes! Yeah, we'll probably have to put a fence and like a snow fence, and then like some screens up. But yeah, no, like I think it would be really cool to see if we get like a Wisconsin style. We can't call it lambic, but we can do a, a wild fermented beer because lambic uh they want to make a protected term for the lambic valley in belgium kind of like uh uh like champagne that's silly it is and it isn't like i understand why they want to do it. i get why they want to do it but i don't think they sh- they're gonna get away with it no but it like in america we've kind of adopted the wild fermented ale um, and I mean, open fermentation, like there's not a whole lot different with it, especially like at the homebrew level, because your buckets and stuff, they're not completely airtight anyway. So you're kind of doing an open fermentation and you'd put something on the top of it anyway. So stuff doesn't fall into it. I know the uh, Lambics that I've been drinking for a while have been pretty fantastic here. The uh, Well, the that's basic? more of a goose than a Lambic. I know. It really is. But. Yeah, because it's it's uh, it's too blended. It's a one-year and a three-year blended. Yeah. So that's, that's definitely closer to a goose. Wonderfully sour. Yeah. So we need to brew another Lambic. Um, and so, like, I brewed... I, I need to brew a few more so we can start doing some goose. Like, because those were good. And they're super simple to do. Like, though, that one, man, we did a, and again, I'm getting a little too homebrew boundy here, but I, I, I feel like I should. Uh, we did like a quad decoction mash on that fucking thing, and holy shit, that was the worst day ever. Quad decoction on the Lambic? Yeah, so uh, for the first Lambic we did, they wanted to do it like super traditional style. And so basically with the malt bill, it's super simple, and... They did a quad decoction, and so it took what should have been a four-hour brew day and extended it out into about 16 hours. That's too many hours. I was so done with the brew day by about hour five. (laughs) I I was like, I am done with this. This is stupid. 
I, this isn't even my beer. Like, I never thought I would get any of it, and then I ended up with the entire batch. I get tired of the Renaissance Festival well before hour seven. <laughs> and you were doing brewing for twice that. Yeah. And then, like, so we were taking the ladle, and we'd pull stuff out, and we'd boil it, and then we'd put it back into the mash, and we'd boil it out, and we'd boil it, and put it back into the mash. It was a long day. Uh, I mean, it turned out really good, but I think we could we could have shaved... Uh, 11 hours off the brew day and done the same thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, that would have been nice to have that time back, huh? I mean, it was it was a good time. Like, well, about hour six, we started opening bottles and making <laughs> Miles do all the work. So. That's a good call. <laughs> good call on making Miles. Sorry, Miles. Shout out to Miles. Good dude. He, uh, yeah, he was, he was kind of the, uh, like... He was the one trying to keep us on track, and Eric and I were just done. Did we ever do a bike update for Miles? Because he did take his bike back eventually. Yeah, that was like a year ago. It dude. was a year ago. <laughs> but no, he got he took it like six months ago. Oh, okay, okay. It felt like a while ago. All right, um, let's see. Could be, talk- actually, I don't know. My sense of time's thrown oh, off. We haven't. Give me a number, man, on your beer. <laughs> Let me take another drink. Now that has been like seven, eight minutes since I had it. All right, yeah, just give me a number, dude. Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven and a half. Oh, that's not that's a good number. I yeah. like that seven and a half. Um, <laughs> like that uh, aftertaste is really uh kind of what uh, pushed it up there. I'll give it a solid seven. Uh, I think it was fresher. I'd give it a little bit more. Yeah, but that's I mean it's a good IPA. Uh, this is something that I would throw in my cooler if I'm going tubing. Yeah, it'd be a good tubing beer for sure. All right. the Department of Offense presents News with Casey. That's me. All right, Sonic is debuting a new drink to their menu this week, and depending on your taste buds, it could be your new favorite drink moving forward. You ready for this, Carlos? I'm ready. So Sonic shared on Twitter that the... Pickle Juice Slushy will be available at the fast food chain on Monday, June 11th. Oh, God, I feel f- sorry for those employees because once they're done with this pickle juice, because it's not going to stick around, once they're done with it, it is going to take forever to get that ta- that smell and taste out of that thing. Well, you want to hear the best part? Sure. As an extended bonus, the taste of pickle can be added to more than your drink. Sonic will also allow customers to add a squirt of pickle syrup used to make the slushy to any item on their menu. That's so disgusting. That's right, man. Absolutely disgusting. Pickle juice all around. No, not juice. Pickle syrup. Pickle syrup that's, all around. That's disgusting. I feel like that's just called brine. Would you like some more salt on this? Oh, God. Like, I don't I don't understand the pickle uh, juice thing. Like, that's not something that appeals to me at all. It's not something that I get. Do no. you, like, do you understand it at all? I'm not a fan of that brine. Uh, I like pickles. I love pickles. But that's it. Pickles are great. I as long as they're the dill. I as love long as they're dill ones. Like, I like things that are pickled. I like things that are fermented. I like things that are... I like things that are pickled spicy. And, like, those are great. Yeah. But, uh... Like, 
give me and like I mean like you give me some pickled olives, you give me some uh, some blue cheese stuffed olives, you give me some pickles, you give me some uh, what what's the what's the thing from Chicago uh, Gar- Gardera, some uh, even uh, carrots and uh, what's the uh, thing that looks like uh, broccoli but it's white cauliflower. Even that, those things, yeah, that's, that's Gardera, properly like, pickled, like uh, with like and being like spicy, and spicy, fantastic. yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah especially when they kind of like a hot dog, yeah. so good. But I don't understand the drinking of the juice, though. I hear it's a good source of electrolytes and a good hangover cure. But you know what else is a good hangover cure? More alcohol. Exactly. Yeah. Hair of the dog works every time. Don't be me awake at two o'clock in the morning, just making more and more lemonade and then when you're tired of like just like your headaches killing you why did you, you make lemonade because i had like lemonade things yeah so. why, you're like i shouldn't just drink water i should drink lemonade i'm gonna put some ice cubes in this cup put some water in it and make, mix up some lemonade pink lemonade and you didn't put any rum in it no i did not that would have fixed your problem maybe a little bit of rum would have fixed my problem <laughs> I did think for a moment, like I could just make myself a mojito. I'm going. I'm already making myself. Yeah, you, you've you've done all this work. You might as well have made a mojito. But then I wouldn't stop at the one mojito. Well, no, you have to at least have two. Yeah, maybe three. We should do mojitos and cigars after this. I could do that. That sounds kind of nice. We got the stuff for it, right? Because we're prepared. We are prepared. We're over prepared. Actually, well, actually, we're way over prepared. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing people can always say is we're always overprepared for drinking. All right. Um, a Grants Pass man told police he'd taken LSD and thought he was living a real-life version of uh, the video game Grand Theft Auto when he stole a car in front of a patrol deputy uh, and led him on a an over 40-mile-long chase through Jackson County on Saturday. Uh, two county deputies were awaiting a tow truck to haul away a 2003 Toyota Camry along Oregon 66 and Emigrant Emigrant Lake Road after arresting the driver on an unrelated drunken driving case when 23-year-old Anthony J. Clark got inside around 8.25 p.m. He then drove off, evading one deputy's efforts to stop him, while speeding through Ashland, which is a place we've been. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that was uh, north of Medford. Don't remember it at all. All right. Well, I mean, okay. Uh, I do remember Medford, though. Yes. Um, Ashland, Talent, and Phoenix. Oh, through Ashland, Talent, and Phoenix. I thought Talent and Phoenix was the name of the deputies for a second. I'm like, that is amazing. I would watch that show so hard. Talent and Phoenix. Buddy cops. (laughs) All right. uh, Clark crashed. They do the traffic (laughs) stops that nobody else can handle. (laughs) Clark crashed through chain link fences off the roadway over uh, or ran over spike strips twice and drove the wrong way down several roads. After several attempts, a patrol car managed to bump the rear of the Toyota and call, cause Clark to spin out in Medford. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I, I've Medford. been there. Yep. Clark tried hitting a patrol car, then ran from the Toyota. He fled uh, into a mobile home park and was arrested by police as he was trying to steal another car. <laughs> <laughs> the sheriff's office reported no one being hurt during the chase. Clark admitted to the drug use and apparently hallucinating while being interviewed by the authorities. According to a probable cause affidavit, uh, Clark initially got into the Toyota after getting out of the passenger side of a pickup stop nearby. A Jackson County deputy wrote in the affidavit that Clark walked up to him and told him he was stealing the car. (laughs) (laughs) 
He got into the Toyota before the deputy was able to stop <laughs> wait, him. Wait, wait, so he, he walks up to the deputy and says, I'm going to steal this car. Walked, to the, walked and stole the car. And then before the deputy was like, oh, shit. He took the five, five second rule. I have to let him walk away for five seconds before I can do anything about yeah, it. And use the keys left in the door to start the car. <laughs> The deputy managed to open the door and grab onto Clark's shirt, but then the driver accelerated away. <laughs> he nearly dragged the deputy and almost hit the pickup he arrived in. Clark is accused of driving under the influence of intoxicants, second-degree criminal mischief, third-degree escape, unauthorized use of motor vehicle, attempting to elude police officer, uh, possession of a stolen motor vehicle, unlawful entry into a motor vehicle, interfering with a police officer, reckless endangering, reckless driving, and the big one, offensive littering. Wait, he didn't get Grand Theft Auto? No. Damn it. I know. He's got to do it again. Yeah. He's got to do it again. <laughs> he couldn't even do the game he was working on. No, but like I can get like if he like was on a shit ton of LSD. Oh, yeah. Because I've had dreams where I did stuff like that. Well, and, like, I, I love the fact that he told the cop first, like, hey, I'm going to steal this car. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell? And the the keys were just right there. Well, I'm like, if I'm the cop, I'm like, what? <laughs> and then like, he's what gone. What did you say? I don't, I don't really understand what's going on here anymore. And five seconds have passed. Oh, no, no, he's actually doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I don't know, but the, uh, I'm sure like some point in time you just realized, you know, I think that this is not Grand Theft Auto. No, yeah, at some point it's not. At some point it's uh And then he's like, I gotta steal another car. Yeah, no, like I love that, like, cause that's what happens, you total the first one, you go getting a new one. Yeah, like the keys would have to be in there because there's no way he knows how to hotwire a car. Oh god no. So like the the next like oh man it's just I don't know it's brilliant I like it all right so you know how like we've had some school shootings and stuff as yeah. of late like and people are you know really worried about this whole gun control thing well we got to arm those teachers Casey well you know we got to give figure them out. give those teachers some AK forty seven so like people have been doing some digging and it turns out. The Florida government did not conduct background checks on thousands of applicants for concealed weapons for a year because the state employee was unable to log into the system. That's, that's just ridiculous. According to a February 2016 investigative report from Florida's inspector general, first reported by the Tampa Bay Times, a state division of licensing employee identified as Lisa Wild was unable to log into the system to actually complete the background checks. She never mitigated the issue. When determining eligibility for purchasing a firearm, applicants must go un undergo a background check uh, known as the National Instant Criminal Background Check System, or the NICS, not to be confused with the NCIS run by Gibbs, uh, which is administered by the FBI. Uh, in Florida, these background checks are used as indicators of eligibility for concealed weapons licenses. In March 2017, over a year later, an employee with the Bureau of Licensing realized the NICS records were not being reviewed. The report was issued on June of 2017. According to the Tampa Bay Times, applications for concealed weapons permits in Florida at, the t at, the t at this time, which coincided with the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando that left 49 dead, were at a record high. So basically, people were 
just sending in the background checks and she couldn't log in. She's just like, accepted, 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 accepted. You know, you gotta deny it every once in a while. Right? No, no, no. Actually, because then they would, like, they might complain. Then they would never would have. They might complain. And then, like, if it comes to you, like, it either comes to you, like, you can accept them the second time or you just uh, deny them again. And then eventually you're going to catch yep. on quicker. So here's the best part. The commissioner for that department, Adam uh, Putin. Yeah. Is not running for governor. <laughs> Well, he stays on top of shit, Casey. Oh, he is very on top of all of the things. They caught this, Casey. After a year, they caught this. Yeah, after a year. After God knows how many people got their CC license that shouldn't have it. Yeah. Like, and we don't usually get political on this show. We're not going to now. This is definitely a personal opinion that's not indicative of permanent offense at all. But why the fuck do you need a concealed carry license? You don't. Like, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Cowboys are cool. Dirty Harry is awesome. But But I'm not either of those people. The cowboys died out over a century ago. Yep. And they were open carrying, not concealed carrying. They only concealed carry at card games when they were cheating. And there's an entire, like, section, like, not, like, kind of like a section of the genre of Western films about, like, the West dying and, like, the West changing and, like, how, like, that whole cowboy thing, like, is Red Dead Redemption is a game about it. Yeah, Red Dead's a game about it. Yep. So, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. And, like, I I just, I never... Dirty Harry's a straight-up criminal. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a straight-up... Well, so, and then, like, so my mom and her friends took a concealed carry course together. My mom has never, like, so she grew up, like, my grandpa, big gun nut, I grew up around guns because of him. Like, I've shot every kind of gun under the sun. And I love shooting guns. Guns are amazing. They're so much fun. They're mini a blast. Gun. You ever do a minigun? I've done a minigun. 50 caliber. I've done two AK-47s mounted to a swivel seat with uh, that were full auto with uh, 75 round drums in each one. I'm going to count that. I'm going to count that. <laughs> I'll allow that one. Okay. A- All right. <laughs> And that was entirely not illegal at all. <laughs> that was super illegal. I cut down a tree <laughs> with bullets. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I love guns. Guns are right. cool, but they're fun. Like, I, I view them as, like, a like a fun thing. And I understand hunting. Hunting is very important, but, like, you don't need certain weapons, like, for hunting. Um, and a lot of the people I know who hunt have switched to, like, bow hunting or black powder rifle hunting because it's more of a challenge. Uh, and But I've never understood the need for concealed carry. Like, that that's one thing I just I just never got. There's, there's not an instance I've been in my life where I would have felt safer if I had a gun on me. Yeah. I would have felt more unsafe, to be completely honest. And once I like, and some of the people I know who conceal carry, sometimes I feel uncomfortable around them when they're concealed carrying. <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's it's just a thing, and it's a personal. Like I I don't begrudge anybody their right to conceal carry. Like if you do the thing or whatever, but my mom's friends never should have. What been about able people to, in the FBI who are uh, who are breaking it, busting a move on the dance floor? Yeah. They gotta be allowed to. Well, to be fair, his fuck up was trying to pick up the gun. Like, if it falls out of your holster, you just leave it there. No. 
and then and then he walked away. <laughs> well, that's enough for one night, guys. I'm heading out. Get that um, guy a beer on me. The guy shot. Yeah, we we talked about that last week on the yeah. Department of Events. Yeah. All right. Uh, should we dive into our discussion topic? Sure. We could do that. All right. So our discussion topic for today uh, was actually brought up by one of our listeners. Um, he wanted to know, uh, what modern technology would you bring into the past with you? And so I, I kind of uh, did, did a little modification for this because as I was thinking about it, I, f- like, I found that like the tech changed depending on how far back I was going. Um, because like adding on to this, uh, you can't bring like any of the supportive technology along with you. So if you're bringing a cell phone, you don't have cell phone towers. You don't have. But like, access. if you bring back like a car, you at least get like a gas tank full of gas, right? You have a single gas tank full of right. gas. Yeah. So like, wh- whatever you can bring with the thing. So if you bring a cell phone, you have the entire charge. If you bring a car, you have a single gas tank full of gas. Um, but you don't have anything beyond that. So only what you can fit, like, on your person. You can bring one item back. So uh, we're going to start. Should we start recent and move back, or should we start ancient and move forward? Uh, Let's, well, let's just, like, go, like, choose. Like, we can, like, we can adjust our times, but, like, let's just, like, choose, like, choose, no, like, one No, no, well, because, I mean. It, I, I, I kind of do, like, want to, like, go, like, hit different areas. Like there's like one I just want to get off my chest first. Okay, okay. Well, because otherwise it'd be my answer to everyone. Okay, so do you want do you want that to be your answer for a recent one or a super late one? Uh, this is gonna be an answer for like the uh, 1800s, 1700s. Okay, so can you hold on to it for? I, I can do that a for a couple. Bit. Okay, so uh, we'll we'll dive into we'll we'll start recent then and move back. So the 1950s. What technology from now would you bring back? Uh, I guess 70 years. And to, to help you, like, make your life better. Like, so uh, so the way time travel works in this is you can't go forward. You can only go back. So you're going back. And, like, as soon as you go back, it creates a new branch in time. So even if you went forward, it would be completely different than what, what you were experienced to. So you might as well stay there and try to make your life better there. So, wait, what decade is this one? 1950s. Now, Casey... Correct me if I'm not if I'm wrong, but that laptop right there has all your homebrew recipes, right? It sure does. I would take that laptop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what happens when it runs? Well, I mean, I suppose you can bring the charger with it. No. Well, like uh, I, I wouldn't either. Like at the very least, I'd be, I'd like be writing everything down on paper as quick as I could. Yeah, but no, I, I would say like if you bring a laptop, you can bring a charger, especially if it's 1950s and they're yeah, saying, yeah. and it's the same current. Yeah. All right, yeah. so so you'd bring this rat laptop along because I could be the first brewery. Like, well, I'd have to find an investor, but like with a shit ton of beers on my list, I'd be set. I'd be ahead of the game. You would be ahead of the game by a long shot. Um, and I mean, but you wouldn't like send this to Steve Jobs, no, and be like, hey, so well, because like part of the thing is like this is the time like when computers were super not advanced. So like even bringing this back, like it would set people ahead, but it wouldn't set us everything ahead as fast quickly as you would think just because like they'd have to figure what the fuck out, like what everything is. Yeah, no, but it'd probably set them 20 years ahead. Yeah. Actually, I'd probably like after I copied everything down that I cared about, like I wouldn't have need for well, it. Well, I mean, think about it. 1950s. We still haven't landed on the moon yet. Yeah. Like, I'm sure, like, NASA would definitely be interested. Like, I get, yeah, like, as soon as I have all the beer stuff written down, let's, like, do something else with it. Probably wouldn't sell it. 
probably like find like maybe NASA because like they were just basically using pocket calculators for right? computers. And you'd show up with this and be like, hey guys, I got this thing. Hey guys, look, you guys go to space. I got this video game I made out here called Space Run. Let me, guys, also, let me show you guys uh, how it works. You guys know how to do basic uh, computational things? I have a calculator. <laughs> you guys also, want- basic home. Uh, I also have Xcode on here. So, like, basic programming. You could write, uh, you know, simple apps. You guys want to know Swift? It's not that great, but I can teach it to you. Well, actually, compared to what they were programming in at that time. Yeah. It's not a punch card, dude. It's not a punch card. It's probably better than what they had. Yeah. No, it's way better than what they had because it's object-oriented. Actually, you'd have to treat, teach them object-oriented programming first because that's completely like... I would need my laptop for that, but my laptop does not have beer notes, and I'd have to make a cho- choice between my laptop or your laptop that has beer notes. I would choose your laptop with the beer notes. Do you know how to brew? I have a pretty good idea, Casey. <laughs> that's true. I've brewed with you. That's true. And there's instructions in your in your brew list. You don't know. <laughs> Does yeah. it say heat this amount of water to this temperature so, and then put it in the thing? So what would you bring with you? All right, so 1950s. I'm thinking. Uh, so, like, I, honestly, what I'm thinking is what I would miss. Um, like the food. I can I can make whatever food I want. Um. Like, it's going to be a lot of comfort stuff, but, like, I can't bring back DVDs or anything. Um, But 1950s, honestly, like, probably a laptop full of movies, not going to lie. because Or, yeah, no, actually, just a laptop full of movies, because then what I can do is I can go be a producer in Hollywood and make bank. All I have to do is copy down the scripts verbatim. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah, and then I have all of these scripts that have already been greenlit and have already made a stupid amount It'll of money. It'll be depressing, though, to find out, like, what ones, like, don't pat, aren't, like, just don't get money for them because, yeah. like, nobody would watch that. Well, yeah, but at the same time, if I have five, six hundred movies on a hard drive on, on a computer that I can plug into a wall, you would figure at least 15, 20 of them would get greenlit. Yeah, like, the, like my only problem with that is like, I couldn't do that myself just because like, I think about it and like, this is like something that people put creative effort into and that they wrote and everything. And like, then like now they can't do that in the future. Yeah. This thing that they came up with, I just stole and took credit for in the past. I don't see a before problem. Before they were even born. So now they don't get that. I don't see a problem. <laughs> no, it means that it will push them to create something more creative and more interesting. Or they never break through. Well, I mean, that happens too. That sucks for them. Uh, I mean, I, I'll i be honest. If I could do what Lucas did, I would not remake all the Star Wars movies. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, you don't want to throw that out. <laughs> but you got to be careful with the uh, merchandising, too. Like, you don't want to be the first one to do that, because if you do that, like, they'll be like, we can't give George Lucas the merchandising stuff that l- allows him to, that allowed him to actually make the, the finish, making the first thing. Oh, no, movies. I'm saying I'll make Star Wars. You would? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I just wouldn't remake it in the 90s. All right. <laughs> like, I'll wait until, like, uh, you know, like... 19, let's see, the first Star Wars came out in, what, 73, 75? Somewhere around there. 
Yeah, so I'd wait until like 1971 and then do Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> what a dick move. <laughs> well, the technology's there. I have the credits in the movie to figure out who I need to contact to do all my modeling, yeah. to do all my directing, to do everything. Like, I have a list of who I need to do. No, it's, just, it's but it's, like, the thing is, like, we'll start with the Star Wars. It was impressive what they managed to pull out. Like, they went over budget, but still, like, it was amazing what they pulled off because I looked, I watched a. That's why I put the special features on I've here, seen, too. I've seen other space movies from uh, oh, yeah, that era. Yeah. And if it's not 2001, it is. Absolutely horrible. Well, and so, like, the biggest thing I needed to do is keep it in production hell long enough for Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford to, you know, be in the game. I got to wait for Mark. I got to wait for Harrison Ford to do American Graffiti because that's very important. Yeah. Uh, And then I'm going to steal him away. So I got to ask, like, when you steal him away, you're not going to steal him so hard. Like, are you going to give him permission to, like, if, like, he's locked in a contract with you to do Indiana Jones? Oh, or do you want to see Tom Selleck as Indiana no, Jones? No, no. I So, like, I already know that Indiana Jones is going to happen. So I'm going to befriend uh, Spielberg. Bef- like, so I'm not going to do any Spielberg movies. I'm going to befriend Spielberg uh, before that whole thing happens. You're going to take George Lucas's spot yeah. of history. And do it better. <laughs> I don't see a problem with this. Do you see a problem with this? Uh, I, I'm kind of curious. <laughs> but, like, would you try to push for Tom Selleck, though, just to see, like, just to no. see the change in the timeline? I don't want to see that change in the timeline. That timeline sounds terrible. Indiana Jones with this giant mustache. Casey, mustaches would probably be. And you know what? Way in style. This today. might be the timeline that we live in because I would definitely tell, uh, like, you know, meet Sean Connery and be like, hey, you know. Somebody's going to offer you the chance of to be Gandalf, and you should turn that down. That's a terrible idea. Don't be Gandalf. And then, <laughs> and then like you hop forward to the future, and like you saw that he like ended up taking some role in some other movie and destroyed, like was just terrible. And like that you hop back. So there's this movie coming out called *Leave Extraordinary Gentlemen*. You want to be in it? Yeah, be in that one. That's your ticket. <laughs> The movie that made him that'll quit. that that'll really get back at broccoli. Trust me. The movie that made him quit acting. I don't know, like but Casey. Think how much the future would have changed if, like, Tom Selleck with his giant fucking mustache was Indiana Jones, and if he pulled it off. I don't think he could pull it off, though. Like it, it's worth fucking around with the alternate timeline to find out, though. There is that. I mean, it is an alternate timeline. But I can never go back to and my. And you family. have the originals. All right, so Carlos, you yeah, don't get to go back. No. Well, no, no, so, Car- so Carlos, you go back to the fifties, right? Yeah. Um, and we're what twenty nine years old. Yeah. Uh, by the time two thousand one happens, we're so that's forty years. So we'd be in our seventies. Yeah. Do you warn somebody about nine eleven? Uh. Honestly, like if you're, it depends like what kind of changes you made. Like for you, like for changing all of media, it's not gonna fall on September 11th anymore. So like, there's not a lot you can do. Like you could try to, but for you, changing all of computing, that would also <laughs> that, would, that would also no, you're right. That would change stuff too. <laughs> it might change things more than me opening a brewery. <laughs> Probably a little bit more. It might change things more than me, like, running all of media. Yeah. No, like, the thing is, like, if, like, we're talking about, like, pretty big changes in history, things like that aren't going to stay on the same day. 
So, yeah. Yeah, but what if those are things that are locked in time that have to happen on that day? The time travel is stupid, and we're not going to get away with some of the shit, Casey. <laughs> You're not going to have Tom Selleck and Indiana Jones, and I'm not going to be able to... I see. don't want Tom Selleck and Indiana Jones. That's your you idea. You should want him in Indiana Jones. I think it's stupid. You should want him in Indiana Jones. Nobody wants him in Indiana Jones. Harrison Ford would be happier. No, he wouldn't. He's always been a cantankerous bastard. I know I went back in time. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, All right. Uh, uh, next, next one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Victorian London. What tech would you bring back there? So actually, uh, what what uh like uh century is that eighteen hundreds? It's it's uh late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. So we're talking like uh like eighteen probably eighteen seventy or eighteen eighty to like the industrial Re- revolution. All right. Actually, this I'm I'm going to use my thing on this one. All right. Uh, it's going to be uh fully stocked. Nuclear powered, no, probably nuclear powered would be a bad idea. Uh, battleship, and I will sell it. So you're just bringing a battleship back. It would be indestructible at that time period. There is that. Would you wait? Would you sell it to England? Yes, I would change the course of history just to see what happens. No, at that point, England is already has the biggest navy in the world, and they will now have the best ships too. It will be the. It will destroy the timeline. It'll destroy the Bismarck. That's for sure. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that changes World War One completely, which changes everything. It changes everything. Wow. And that's why. That's why I'm bringing the battleship back. Not nuclear powered though, because that would just go bad. So diesel powered. Yeah, it would have to because bring back a nuclear powered one. There's like it would last a while, but that's just going to cost issues. Yeah, but down the like line. you're looking at diesel-powered battleships are only seventy years away. But it's easier to steal a decommissioned diesel-powered battleship. And there's the thing is like there's a shit ton of like other technologies on like a battleship. Yeah, like, well, all, and, the, all the gun technology. Well, and, all and that you stuff. you could like you could steal a decommissioned battleship from this this timeline and bring it back. Right now, and like yeah, if, if you didn't have crime, but it'd be super way easier than if you did not have to worry about fuel, I would be a pirate. But I have to worry. But about see, fuel. Well, why why a battleship and not an aircraft carrier? Too big. I can't deal with that myself. It's a pain in the ass. No, but it'd be literally the biggest boat they'd ever seen. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it'll be useful to them. It'd be literally the biggest boat they'd ever. They seen. They wouldn't be able to get it to move. There's diesel-powered would, aircraft carriers. Are, are there? Yeah, the old ones were. Before before we understand how nuclear worked. I don't know. I think a battleship would be better just because like, it would have more like guns and stuff on them that would like make it more effective on the timeline that they could reverse engineer. God. No, no, it would completely twist the timeline. Yeah, but why are you enough. trying to help the fucking British? Because I don't know. Because I, they have the most money at the time. That makes sense. That's it. You would be. I could live really comfortably. You then. would be on the pound. Yeah. You like it'd be like the Queen of England, and then the opposite side, Carlos, giving like thumbs up, buddy Jesus, like absolutely. <laughs> and I'd play it up too, because I'd make sure like every time a photo take it, I try to ham it up as much as I could, because I would know it'd go down in history. So, like, I mean, at that time, you probably live long enough to see Neville Chamberlain come, in, come into office. Do you let him? Oh. I mean, you have all this political clout. 
from like what's 1880. Trying to remember what uh, Chamberlain did. It was a uh, Chamberlain was the first uh, MP of World War Two. The first MP, uh, uh, like uh, uh, oh. Prime Minister, PM, PM of World War Two. Uh, honestly, I probably would try to like avert World War One because, like, with well, I mean, ov- averting World War One, you're like, well, I would be taking England out at least because, like, I'd be trying to say, do things like, uh, hey. So there's all this technology. You guys are going to be so ahead of the game. You don't need to make all these deals locking yourself into war with other countries. Well, the best part is, Carlos, what kind of World War One knowledge do you have? Not enough. Actually, uh... Wait, hang on. No, off the top of your head, what was the assassination? Franz Ferdinand. Okay, all right. So you got that one at least. All right. No, like it's just like the thing is like uh, in uh, high, like it was all covered in high school. But like World War One was not covered a whole lot. Like World War Two was covered. That's because we were part of that one. No, even World War Two wasn't uh, covered a whole lot. It was all Civil War. Almost all of uh, yeah. history grow- like in high school and middle school was Civil War. I'm thinking years. I wonder how it is for other countries like uh, elsewhere in the world, but. Years and years of just the fucking civil war, like right? Yeah, no, there's four learning four the same five years thing war. over and over again, and there's world wars out there that are like two chapters in the history book. Yeah, but we got saving Private Ryan. We're good. <laughs> no, I, like, I I completely agree. It's kind of crazy. Um, I was I was this close, like so. I really wanted to go on to uh, when I was in Belgium. I wanted to go on some like World War One and World War Two tours, but we just couldn't with the time. Um, but apparently, like, outside of Bruges, there's some amazing, like, World War One like, tours where you can, like, go into the trenches that were there and stuff. And Actually, I would probably feel bummer, a bummer about giving my battleship to the English just because, like, uh... They're Ireland. assholes? I well, get that. Uh, Ireland. I don't know. That's kind of a bummer. Well, no, the, but so... Well... When was the trouble? Like, the troubles was, like, well, went on for a while. Well, yeah, so, well... So here's, here's, here's the great part about Ireland's, uh like independence is it happened in the middle of world war one. So the, the British and a bunch of Irish troops were fighting world war one. And then a bunch of people back home were like, ah, fuck this. We don't want to, we don't want to be part of England anymore. So we're going to rebel on Easter. (laughs) And so while world war one is still going on, this rebellion happens in Ireland, which splits focus for, for the British crown. And, they don't have the support of the entire like Irish, Irish nation, which is why we got the split of like Northern Ireland and uh, the Republic of Ireland. Like I don't know, maybe. And if I'm completely wrong, like please let me know. This is just kind of what I saw in museums. Like uh, maybe but, I would have been better off selling my battleship to America. I don't know. Just no during that period. They were time. isolationists at that time. That's true. The last thing they need is like something to make them. Really ahead of the game. No, if you're if you're like really serious about that, you'd like you need to go back to like the 1930s, uh, befriend uh, Roosevelt and be like, hey, yeah, you know that intel that you have about Pearl Harbor, we shouldn't let that happen. Nope, that would not be great to let that happen. But, but at the same at time, the same time like, without that happening, Nazism's not good. Like, if that doesn't happen, like America uh, doesn't join the war. Yeah. And that's not great. No, yeah, no. For that war, isolation. I mean, well, the thing is, like, uh, Russia would probably uh, have a larger control of Europe uh, today. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. If America didn't, like, I don't think Nazis would win, but Russia would win. So yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, so I think I think what would happen is, well, I think the Nazis would have taken England. All right. Yeah. Um, and like they would own France for sure. Um, they might lose Germany though. No, I don't. Th- I think I think there would have been a peace between like basically Europe would be Russia, and then like the Axis powers. But the Axis powers would have had infighting. I don't think Mussolini and Hitler could have gotten along very long. Yeah. The thing is, like, if I go back to that time, the battleship's not going to be that useful. No, no, but before then, yeah, before battleship that. is super useful. Um, all right, so Victorian London. Let's see, what should I bring back? That's like, it's... Honestly, Victorian London, uh, a, like, just... A uh, an engineering textbook, I think, would be the best. That has you know like diagrams of like engines and stuff like that. Yeah, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because then like I can because it's right before the industrial revolution starts, so I can start making all these like ridiculous steam powered machines or gasoline powered machines, and basically take advantage of all the child labor. Bring steampunk in early. Actually, that, like bring it into reality. It would create real. Also, uh, I could make sure that the Hindenburg disaster doesn't happen. So it could be flying in Zeppelins. That'd be cool. That'd be amazing. Man, Zeppelins were such a good idea. And then one day, Casey, you would realize your idea of throwing somebody out the window and yelling. No, no ticket. Saying, no ticket. Yeah. <laughs> That's really what it is. It's just a dream. That's that's the dream. No ticket. <laughs> and then everybody gives you their ticket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Colonial America. So yeah. we're back into the 1700s. Like, I don't know. Like, I think I don't think I'd want anything to do with uh, colonial America. Like, there's like nope. nothing anything that I'd want to change the timeline with. That wouldn't fuck things up majorly. No, but so you you have to go back no matter what. Yeah. What do you bring to make your life easier? Was there diesel back then? Nope. Because I could, that would be the best time to be a pirate. And if I had a battleship (laughs) and I was a pirate. Ah, man, I don't know. Uh, What time? There had to have been some coal vehicles pretty late, like in World War One. Yeah, no, we're talking 1700s. Yeah. 1700s. This is 110 years before. No, no, like, but there had to be, be like, uh, coal, like, warships and stuff. Like, I mean, in the 1860s. Like, you're talking everything sail-powered at this point. Cause I, but there was still coal, though. There was definitely coal, and they knew that coal did stuff. Yeah, they made it, they used coal to make iron. And I would use to power my greatest pirate ship ever. <laughs> That's so you basically you bring the schematics back. Casey, I'm in the 1700s. There's nothing fucking else to do. I'm going to be a pirate. And I'll see how long I can You're make You're going it. down to the Caribbean. I will have the best ship. All right. Best guns. So, yeah, I mean, you, you have. So I will control. the. Caribbean. How are you paying for any of this? I have a ship. Actually, immunity would be a big problem because I can't. It's just still me. <laughs> I don't have a government backing me or anything. I have a bunch of pirates. Okay, so wait. So you're going back in time with the coal-powered ship? Yeah. 
Okay. All right. That, I, that's why I was, wasn't understanding. Okay. So you go back in time with a coal-powered ship. Um, so the problem with the coal-powered ship is you have to get coal. Yeah. That's an issue. Like, it's a thing. It's doable. Yeah, like, but they're not doing it in mass quantities. Like, the quantities that you would need. Yeah, that, that could be a problem. Oh, but, like, the thing is, like, when I think about it, like, there's not a whole else I'd want to bring back. Uh, unless, uh, well, like, if I had, like, a, like, if I didn't have to worry about fuel, like, uh, con- like, a motorbike or something like that, like, just go across country on that, that would be fucking great. Like, I, not to, like, do anything, not to sell or anything, but, like, to go around America when there's fucking nobody there, that'd be cool. But, like, fuel's an issue. And, like, there's just not a whole lot else I'd want, except, like, if I'm at that time, just be a pirate. I would bring a bulletproof vest. Yeah, well, uh, I hope that when you get shot in the limb, you can tell the doc you're still conscious enough to tell the doctors, no, you sanitize those fucking instruments. Well, yeah, but like, but my torso's good. Like, yeah, your torso's good. My torso's good, and so that that's helpful. And like, I'm worried about that. Actually, no, you're right. I would bring back penicillin. Just a bottle of penicillin. <laughs> Just the one. Yeah, for me. Like, <laughs> it'll solve most of my problems. Yeah. Like, I have <laughs> penicillin. I'm good. You're good now. <laughs> if I get shot in the limb, give me penicillin. <laughs> Don't cut it off. Boil those instruments in water. Right. All right. Uh, so the final one here uh, before we wrap up. Ancient Rome. What would you bring back to ancient Rome? Ugh. So we're talking height of the Roman Empire. Um, like, there's some sort of Caesar in power, I'm sure. Uh, we have, we got aqueducts. We have Roman baths. We got these majestic cities spanning the globe. And by spanning the globe, I mean spanning the Roman Empire, which basically goes from uh, Western Europe to Western Europe. Now, you got to bring something impressive because you got to put on a show so you're set for life. That's important. Like, because there's not really technology that's going to save your life at this period of time besides, like, being in people's good graces with something impressive. Something that either, like, makes them feel good about themselves or, like, at least, like, somehow gives them a technological heads up. Which, I mean, for Rome, like, uh, honestly, afterwards, like, the... The technology went downhill. So like, yep. so like some of that like simple stuff they would like think like uh like you can't really bring back like that manual though like for example that you brought up like that would still be probably good. That'd be burned in the in the sacking of Alexandria though. You don't bring it to Alexandria. <laughs> you have you bring it straight to Rome and have it rescribed so there's copies of it. Yeah, you put you, it into the Vatican. You make you do not bring it to the Vatican because you want it to get out there. You don't want... But no, the Vatican was actually pretty uh, science forward um, and for a while. Wait, for ancient Rome, were they around, though? I'm trying yeah, to think well, like, yeah, uh, no, so, uh, ancient Rome. Uh, well, uh, like, so at the height of the Roman Empire, the Vatican was still, like, pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, I was trying to place, like, uh, what years, like, wasn't that before, uh, wasn't that BC, like, they were at the height of their power? Um, the Vatican or ancient Rome? Rome. Uh, Rome, height of power. We'll see. And then we'll do Vatican. 
let's compare. Uh, so the Vatican started in... Established. Vatican was established... Uh, okay, Vatican City was started in 1929. So... That's a ways after uh, ancient Rome. Yeah, all right. Uh, so uh, Rome was at its height um, between... Uh, 96 and 180. All right. Uh, CE. I don't suppose you know which emperor that was. Would have been fallen there. It does, it's not, doesn't matter because I don't remember so, that too many of them. So Caesar ran from 27 BCE to 14 CE. Yeah. Um, and. But Rome, he gets murdered. I don't want to be his friends with him. Well, no, no. And so like that's, that's early Rome. Yeah. Um. So by 285 CE, the empire had grown too vast to be ruled from the central government. That's what they need. They need something that ties it together. They need some sort of technology like right. that. So, so the five the five good emperors of Rome started with Nerva and ended with uh, Marcus Aurelius in 180 CE. So from between 96 CE and 180 CE. So you have 90 years of the height of Rome. You know, uh, so one of the things I used to have as a kid was this thing of, uh, is this like basically this like book and kit of communication. It had like flag signals, uh, things like that, but it also had Morse code. Oh, give Rome Morse code. Yes. Because then all you have to figure out is how to come up with basic electricity, which is super easy. Yeah. Uh, and then. And then they can govern more because they have communication. I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know either, Casey. <laughs> but you know what? When I'm going back that far, I'm going to try care, it. I care less and less about changing history. <laughs> <laughs> I go back 50 years, give them a better computer, push things back 20 years, push technology forward 20 years or whatever. Go back that far, eh, give them communication, see what happens. Just to see what happens. All right, so, yeah. Although, if I ever get painted, I have to do the thumbs up, though, the everything. So, well, so the only problem with that is they don't have copper wire yet. But I, I figure, like, copper was, like, a thing that they had, though. They they have copper. And like, the, like, for example, the book I had, like, it also had, like, a simple wiring, and it already had the most basic stuff so you could do it okay. yourself. Yeah. So it had, like, this built-in kit, so I'd have an example so communication is a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I was just going to bring a pair of walkie talkies. <laughs> that's not going to help them a whole lot. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do with that. They have lemons. I can power a walkie talkie with a pair of lemons. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to do with one set of walkie talkies? Talk across distances of it of at most two miles. Yeah, that's what they got. <laughs> that's what they get with walkie talkies. Right, walkie talkies are a bad idea. I'm sorry. Well, like it could uh, like for like not like entire wars, but it could change entire battles though. Yeah. With like having like a scout with like, instantaneous communication. Yeah, I could power a walkie talkie with a pickle. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I think like we would destroy. I think like we should not go back in time. No, because we would, we're just destroying. We're the just timeline bringing communication like. back. Like, hey, have you guys heard about this thing called Morse code? No. All right. First, 
Uh, we're going to get some lemons. I got this book right here that has all the Morse code. Also, he- you can't read it because you're Roman and you only speak Latin. And I don't speak Latin, so you can't understand me right now. But, but like, the letters would help. And, like, having, like, like Spanish and all that stuff are, like, are based off Latin. So, like, communication could be worked out eventually. And, like, like letters would probably be easier. Before, before the murdering, though. It's not like we're a witch. Not yet, because we didn't bring back things our our uh, fancy. Yeah, we brought, that's true. We brought back books. We brought back boring with, stuff. With, with, glossy, walkie, walkie, walkie with glossy pages. Glossy pages. <laughs> and color pictures. They'd be confused, <laughs> but we wouldn't be witches. Well, Rome was less concerned with witches. Yeah, that's true. And so we would just have to figure out how to communicate with them. And I think it could be handled with, and like I like a like a not super quickly, but it like pick it up and yeah. No, like I I suppose yeah. Like I think what we've come down to is books are the best thing to bring back. Knowledge is power. Power that can use to take over the world. The more you know. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to use books to take over the world. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That's all I want to use books for. <sighs> All right, should we wrap up? Yeah, let's wrap up. All right, I think I know how to do that. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in today. Uh, if you'd like to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. Or if you know any Amazon shopping, click on the Amazon link at the bottom of our homepage. Your Amazon shopping is normal. We get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. really helps us out. Have any questions, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and choose an email at feedback at blindnerdstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnerdstudios or follow us on Twitter at ninja. If you'd like to watch us live and see our pretty faces, that's right live viewers right now uh head on over to twitch.tv slash studios you can get this show every week on sunday at 6 p.m cst or check out the legends of lothos which is our live D game on mondays at 8 p.m cst uh also if you've got a patron you can see the live shows of homebrew bound and tabletop theater as those are coming out um and i think that's it so i'll see you guys next week